I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to the Friday, July 2nd edition of the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast and uh, VMRIT.com, my web design company. So there you go. Um, We are waiting for Michael Gilbert. I know that uh, originally said that Ken Mary would be joining us, but um, hey, Rob. Um, but it was switched up to um, uh, to Michael Gilbert, the guitarist from Flotsam and Jetsam. It is currently about five minutes after the hour here. Hopefully he will be Joining us shortly. Uh, in the meantime, we will be uh, <laughs> doing some other things. Uh, I will be actually um, reaching out to the publicist and figuring out what's going on. Uh, Jeremy up in the UK. How are you, Jeremy? Jeremy has reached out to me. And is having me present him with a list of seven inch singles every Friday, which he's promoting on uh, on Twitter, which is kind of cool because seven inch singles are a big thing in the UK. But, you know, they there were some in the US, but never to the extent of what it was like in the UK. That's for sure. The first thing that I picked was um, Total Eclipse by Iron Maiden, B-side to Running Free. No, not Running Free. Run to the Hills. Um, The song that after the album came out, the band wanted on the album. Uh, Ganglands made it on there instead. The Steve Hoker favorite. And um, it's funny because for as much crap as Kiss gets for... um, reissuing things and putting different things out and oh and other greatest hits and blah 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 maideners released their discography like seven or eight times it's they've done that more than anyone else some versions have total eclipse some versions of number of the beast have total eclipse on it some do not so it is uh kind of weird there but uh anyway um, what do you guys have going on Friday? What do, what are you guys listening to going into um this July 4th weekend for those of you in the states? I did my new releases post today on marsattacksradio.com and uh being that it is a holiday, there aren't as many things that have been released this week because people are in um vacation mode let's be honest here um let's jump on over to uh marsattacksradio.com right now and you guys can see uh i featured lord of the lost they released a double album called judas today really cool album 
if uh if you want to check it out um the the album definitely um yeah the legacy was reissued on vinyl today which is cool um anyway um yeah so this lord of the lost is is interesting because being a double album, I say to my review, the best part is that there's so much material. The worst part is that there's so much material. Um, it's not a bad thing, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of stuff to kind of marinate, you know. Um, but uh, other new releases, look, the list is very short. At the Gates, Born of Osiris, Psychosexual, Nano War of Steel, Noctum Bullist, and Man Viera reissues Queen's Greatest Hits for like the millionth time. Testaments to Legacy, Moonspell has released two uh, reissues today, and that is 1755 and Extinct. The Choir Boys, 30th anniversary of A Bit of What You Fancy, or London Choir Boys if you're in the States. Mondo Generator released the live album um live at Bronson and uh Raphael Weinroth Brown Worlds Within Live and Compilations Clutch Songs of Much Gravity 1993 to 2001 and Nick Oliveri was a part of Mondo Generator he is Mondo Generator essentially um NO hits at all or no hits at all <laughs> volume 7 so there you go. Um, so cool. Um, let's see here. Let me try to reach out to the publicist. Happy birthday to Brad. If you make it on the chat today, I didn't realize it was Dr. Poison's birthday. I know he is in the DC area because he's been sending me messages continuously um, while he's been away. So, um, yeah, let's see if he joins us. Um, let me reach out to the publicist here. Nothing like shooting an email out while live on the air. Um, Right. So see here. Let's see what happens, folks. Let's see if um, if we get to hear from we get to hear from Michael Gilbert. I had a lot of cool questions. At least I thought were cool questions. You know, um, about um, about the band. I had some old school questions for him. Maybe not stuff that people would expect, but uh, I'm hoping that. If we can't pull this off today, that we can pull it off 
some uh, other time. But um, let's see here. Let's actually go back to the publicist is all at sea avoiding flotsam and jetsam. Yeah, there you go. Um, so let's see. I, I recently joined the Brave Words um, group on Facebook. Let's hit up their, um, their Today in Metal History. Because this is kind of cool. Um, let's see what happens here. All right, let me close this SEO stuff. All right, cool. So um, today in Metal History for July 2nd, we have... The all too famous 30 years ago, July 2nd, 1991, during the Use Your Illusion tour at Riverside Amphitheater in Maryland Heights, Missouri, Missouri, out in um, Rob Rowe country. Guns N' Roses singer Axel Rose incites a riot by jumping off stage and confronts a fan filming the show. Whoa. Trying, trying this now, Axel, or try this now, Axel. Yeah. Completely different situation. Heavy birthdays. Happy 51st birthday to Porcupine Trees. Colin Edwin, born in 1970. And when it comes to releases, so we have Foreigner 4, released July 2nd, 1981. Ten weeks straight at number one on the U.S. Billboard charts. Now, um... Jeremy asked, I believe it was yesterday, about the best AOR band of all time. And it was Foreigner, Boston Journey, and I don't remember the fourth uh, choice. Jeremy, please refresh my my memory. Um, But anyway, I do think that uh, yeah, I, I do think that Foreigner, up until four, was a great, great band. Toto was the other one. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, I I do think that they were a great band. What happened is that uh, after this, you know, I, I want to know what love is. And then, you know, with the 80s and with the ballads and all that needing needing to sell an album with a lot of the commercial stuff really killed it for me, basically. So, um, I don't know, kind of, kind of stinks, but whatever. I know there are plenty of people, Hey, they went a million times platinum with that stuff. So what do I know? Happy 38th birthday to Dio's last in line released in 1984. Such a great album. I do prefer Holy Diver over this album, but I'm not discounting this either. You know, um, had had Tortellini's yesterday and had Noki's. Love Tortellini's, really like Noki's. Not going to complain. <laughs> Last in line or Holy Diver. Both are cool. Happy 30th birthday to Alice Cooper's Hey Stupid, released July 2nd, 1991. And let's see, happy 28th birthday 
to Deep Purple's The Battle Rages On. This is the last album recorded with the band's classic MK2 lineup with Gillen, Blackmore, Lord, Glover, and Pace. Um, let's remember there was the album with Jolyn Turner right before this album, which some people are a hit or miss on. Um, the only thing that I remember off of this, you know, it's labeled as the hit single Anya. I only remember the title track off of this, to be honest. And I, but I'm not the hugest Deep Purple fan. I really like Deep Purple and I like a lot of what they've done, but I can't consider myself a huge, huge fan. So, um, let's see what else. Happy 19th birthday to, oh, yeah, Ultimate Aerosmith Hits. Again, another band that's released a million and one, um, Greatest hits. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember that. Happy 11th birthday to Contrives, the Internal Dialogue, Soil Works, the Panic Broadcast. I have the Panic Broadcast, double CD. Bought it in Andorra on, on a trip to the small country of Andorra. I always like picking up music when I'm out on vacation. And that was uh, one of the things that I picked up. Happy ninth birthday to Bonded by Bloods, The Aftermath. I don't remember if that's the tour when I saw them with Lazarus AD. It was really cool. Got to really hang out with the band at that point in time. And um, um, unfortunately, Lazarus AD has not put anything else out again, but um, the name of that second Lazarus AD album really slips my mind right now. Um, Black something. Um, let's see. Lazarus AD albums. Again. Black River Flows. I knew it wasn't River Runs Red again. <laughs> Black River Flows. So there you go. Absolutely cool album. Happy eighth birthday to... A Huntress's Starbound Beast. <sighs> yeah, talked about this with my wife. Um, something I haven't mentioned. Been a, a really crazy bunch of weeks. I, I really haven't mentioned this to anyone, but we we had, unfortunately, um, I don't, well, I'm not going to, uh, well, let me just stick to what I do know. And that is with Huntress Zenith, um, their lead singer. And yeah, she dealt with depression for so long. Jill Janice. There you go. DJ Tuesday. Um, she dealt with depression for a long time and committed suicide. And, um, a sad thing because I thought that that band had a lot of promise when I had Andrew Bansall, of metal assault on here. We talked about Huntress and what a shame it was that they were, um, missing. So, um, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the three albums that they put out. It's a shame. And she had, um, bipolar disorder, I believe as well. And I actually spoke to Jill once 
And it was weird because I interviewed her because of one of my interviews with Eric Kluber, who at that time was with Gypsy Hawk. And he was at what he called the Huntress House. And it was Jill's house and her boyfriend's house. I believe Tyler's his name or Tyler, maybe his brother. I forget. I don't remember the members of the band. Um, But um, it was just a weird situation because she spoke to me and then wrote me the next day and said, hey, that wasn't me. That was my sister. And then I found out later on that she didn't have a sister. Um, So it was just kind of a weird situation. I never released it. Um, But yeah, it was just kind of a shame. She was, she was a great talent. It's unfortunate that it happened. Uh, My good friend and patron, Steve Hoker posted something about suicide prevention today. And um, I copied it on Twitter. I know Jeremy copied it as well. And folks, if you're thinking about anything drastic like that, please reach out to your loved ones. There are people that are, that want to help you. Um, There, there are people that uh, want to look out for your best interest. So um, yeah, please, you know, um, Speak to your loved ones, speak to your friends, speak to whoever you have to. Um, Life is the most precious thing. Uh, Don't, you know, don't throw it away, basically. That's what I'm getting at. So, unfortunately, you know, the people that, um, that are left behind with all these issues are people, you know, people who loved those that are gone. So, and it's, Harder on those that are left behind than ultimately the person that's gone. So consider that. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for uh, going there. Just been a lot of heavy stuff going on uh, recently. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's... Um, Let's let's do some uh, stuff over on Blabbermouth. We're not hearing back from the publicist. So uh, who knows uh, what's going to end up happening here. And um, let's see. Shame. Anyway. Um, very <laughs> disjointed tonight. Really not what I had in mind. Um, let's see. Uh, so longtime Queensryche guitarist Parker Lundgren quits the band to focus on other business. Interesting. With all the Scott Rockenfeld news, could he be jumping ship? to whatever that is. Stain's Aaron Lewis releases official lyric video for controversial new single, Am I the Only One? Doug Pinnock, Grinder Blues to release El Dos album in September. Black Crow's Rich Robinson, it was difficult to watch his kids in isolation during 
COVID-19 quarantine. Serge Tankian, the incandescent pause exhibit opens in Glendale, California. Fear Factory's Dino Cazares, a lot of metalheads have gone conservative compared to what it was like in the 80s. Absolutely. This is something that we talk about all the time. It is amazing how um, people have all these books and all of these like laws and different things that make you metal and anything else just isn't metal and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Andreas Kisser says drummer Eloy uh, Casagrande was made for Sepultura. Big house is what his name is translated to in English. He's a monster drummer. Just follow him on social media and watch him play covers, watch him play Sepultura stuff. He is a monster when he plays. It is ridiculous how good he is. Skid Row, new album won't be released before 2022. Sad news of Johnny Salinger passing away. And... um just uh, what a piece of crap Sebastian Bach is, huh? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you didn't think he was before, the whole bullshit that he posted about Salinger passing away and not just being able to gracefully say, hey, you know, uh, sorry for his loss, condolences to his family and his friends. You know, he had to make it about himself, didn't he? And whatever, you know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. There are certain people and there are people that I've interviewed that are, oh, the press make me out to be a bad guy. No, you're an asshole because of, because of what's, you know, what you've done. It's not because they're creating a persona. I've spoken to Stephen Piercy, and he was a complete dick to me. Rex Brown, um, Rich Ward of Fozzie, who never ended up even completing an interview. I've had people like I've had people like Richard Christie jump out of an interview in the middle because he had someone else calling from the UK. Like, well, I'm in Spain. <laughs> Don't I deserve respect as well? You know, you call me ten minutes late and. Bail 10 minutes early, just kind of a dick move. But anyway, yeah, as uh, as Rob Rose says, screw Bach, and that's being nice. Absolutely. Hello to Art, who has just joined us. Uh, let's see. Motley Crue's Nikki Six celebrates 20 years of sobriety. Congrats to... Um, congrats to uh, Nikki Six. You can debate. What he says, I think he's, and plenty of people have talked about this. He wrote the heroin diaries completely in a closet, strung out, the most functioning heroin addict ever to live. Bob Nail Bandian has said several times how most of what they profess Motley Crue has been about or done is made up. <laughs> He's always talked about how they've inflated their own stuff. And even when I interviewed John Bush and asked him about um, 
story the the story that uh, is in the dirt about Joey Vera. He basically said to me, "Yeah, that's a nice way of telling that story, but it isn't exactly what happened." So there's a lot of incongruencies. Like in the dirt, it was a motorcycle, but it was actually a car that they were in, and there's so much other stuff. But yeah, Art chimes in. He's a narcissist. They don't know any better. I agree. Halloween's Michael Kiska praises Andy Durris's songwriting skills, says band had great ballad in can for next album, has great ballad in can for next album. Okay, so the next album, and I'm not sure why I'm not sharing this, should be. Um, so they just released their reunion album. So as you guys can see from this picture here, there's what? Six, seven of them. Uh, Andy Durst is the singer that took over after Michael Kiska left the band. And I really love early Halloween, but once you get up to the time of the oath, they, they just lost me because they just kept trying to recapture old glory. And it just didn't do it for me. I know again, a lot of people love what they've done, but they, they personally just lost me. Uh, let's see. UFO guitarist Vinnie Moore releases music video for Kung Fu grip. Vinny is an extremely talented guitarist. Obscura released music video for new single Solaris. We'll have to check that out. Alex Lifeson, who I've seen quite a bit lately on the trailer park boys. He does plenty of cameos throughout the series. Uh, Alex Lifeson says there's no way rush will ever exist again. Believes band final tour couldn't have been better, which is cool. They retired gracefully. Um, I don't know if they knew the extent of uh, Neil Peart's cancer or what was happening with him, but they went out while still being able to pull everything off, which is commendable. Doro's triumph and agony live artwork and track listing revealed. Okay, cool. Another live album from Doro. At the Gates drops music video for the Nightmare of Being title track. I'm just dropped today. Sabaton announces the tour to end all tours. Sure they have. <laughs> Former Metallica bassist sells Montana Ranch. Uh, let's see. Okay. Jeremy's saying the last two Rush albums were great, too. Yeah. Um, Snakes and Arrows is the next to last album. It is absolutely ridiculous. Recorded by Nick Raskalinix in upstate New York. To me, that is my favorite Rush album of all time. I've never been a huge Rush fan, but there's so many songs off of that album. I mean, let, let me pull up the album listing. Um, Rush Snakes and Arrows. And this came out back in 
May 1st, 2007. Wow. Before I even started podcasting, folks. So Far Cry was the like single off of this, but Armored Sword, Working Them Angels. Working Them Angels has a chorus where it just gets in my head and I just need to hear that song. It just does that to me. Spin Drift is another great song off of this. And We Hold On. Um, yeah, so Jeremy says, I'm not this, I'm the same, not a huge fan, but Snakes is my second favorite to Signals. So, and I mean, for a lot of people, Signals is a huge, huge album. Signals has a lot of good stuff. I mean, Rush is one of these bands where once I got away from terrestrial radio in the States, I had a better appreciation for them. So, um, let's see. Volbeat says new album is done and ready to go. Man, Volbeat, I really enjoyed their, their second and third album. I listened to them all the time. Like I had a compilation of just those two albums. Loved it. And then Rob Caggiano leaves Anthrax to join them. And the whole dynamic in the band just changed the way that they wrote songs, the way, I don't know. They just, uh, I lost interest. And it's funny because a lot of people have told me that their last album is kind of what made them lose interest in the band. So, um, let's see. Nothing back from the publicist yet, so no idea what's going on with um, with Michael from Flotsam and Jetsam. Kind of sucks, but is what it is. Uh, let's see. Dave Mustaine is now on Cameo. So for 150 bucks, Dave Mustaine will do a Cameo for you. Okay. <laughs> hey, brother's got to hustle. I get it. Any which way you can make ends meet, I'm doing it myself. If you guys saw the, um, when I pulled up MarsAttacksRadio.com before, there was a little coffee cup in the right-hand corner. And that's uh, uh, for a platform that a lot of um different, you know, uh, in my case, web designers are using to, to use the supplement PayPal and stuff like that. It's called buy me a coffee, but, um, yeah, so you can click on that and you could log in and donate stuff. Um, but people are doing cameo, people are doing buy me a coffee, people are doing Patreon, people are doing PayPal. Um, there's a bunch of other competing platforms, so I get it. Dave Mustaine is just trying to do what he can and you know good on him if he can make money off of it why not watch machine heads rob flynn in music video for once humans deadlock if you're not aware once human has logan mater who was the original guitarist in machine head got to interview logan years ago it was a really cool interview it was really down to earth and um, it's kind of interesting. He called me up and says, "Yeah, hey, you know, my kids are sick. I can't do the interview. Can I do it tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for calling. 
you know, hey, he's got business sense. Wow. Um, Robert Trujillo and Scott Weiland's sons launch new brand, new band, Blue Weekend. So they were already in Suspect 208 with Slash's son. And I guess they split with Slash's son. Uh, I wonder if um, Ty Trujillo will fill in with Corn since Fieldy's going to be out for some time. So let's see. Blackstone Cherry's Chris Robertson mourns death of his family. Nebraska and Minnesota shows canceled. Devil Wears Prada Mike. Um, I don't know how to pronounce your, the last name. Uh, Ranika, I guess is how it's pronounced. Um, I'm assuming that it's like Swedish, like Kelly Rudy back in the day where the H was silent. Mike uh, Ranika wants to get his face fixed again. Here's how you can help. See, he's got a GoFundMe going. Jimmy Sagar's Las Vegas residency sells out in two hours. Two more dates announced. Good for him. Jason Becker's three most important guitars to go up for auction. Uh, so sad to see when Eddie Van Halen passed away, how he did so much to support Jason. He paid for a lot of Jason's medical bills and he could have not done that. You know, let's think about it. Um, Jason replaced Steve Vai and David Lee Roth's band right before he realized that he had ALS, a.k.a. Lou Gehrig's disease. And, you know, it could have been treated as his rival or whatever. And Eddie, to his credit, silently donated money to Jason Becker all the time. So Jason is now turning to... I know due to COVID, he was in the hospital for quite some time. He is now auctioning his own guitars. There are a bunch of other famous people um, auditioning equipment as well to help Jason. You can go to, um, I guess this is, well, there's an auction site right here on Blabbermouth that you can check out and you could go put your bid in. So uh, let's see, watch watch Stephen Piercy perform Rat Classics at Colorado's Freedom Festival. Ozzy Osbourne Jigsaw Puzzles coming, coming in September. A lot of metal bands releasing Jigsaw Puzzles these last few years. Um, has anyone bought one? What do you guys think of this whole Jigsaw Puzzle craze? Let's see, Udo to release Game Over album in October, or UDO, excuse me. Motionless in Black, that's Scranton, Pennsylvania's Motionless in Black releases. Music video for Thoughts and Prayers. Corn singer Jonathan Davis is, or Jonathan Davis, new pop rocks figure coming from Funko. Um, it's actually Jonathan Davis and all of the members of Pearl Jam are getting them. Let's see. Mayhem drops visualizer for new song, Everlasting Dying Flame. Exodus Slayer guitarist Gary Holt opens up about decision to quit drinking alcohol. I was becoming a miserable to be around. 
Frank Bello says writing his memoir has been cathartic. I think I needed to do it. Let's see. Jeremy's saying no jigsaw puzzle fans. No jigsaw. No jigsaw puzzle, but fans are getting old and I'd rather do metal ones than Swiss mountain or a scene from London. I hear you, Jeremy. <laughs> it's very true. I've always sucked at puzzles, so I don't even know if I do a metal one, but I get where you're coming from. Uh, getting back to Frank Bello here. Have you guys been checking out the anthrax 40th anniversary documentary series that has been being released Little by little on YouTube. I personally think it has been fantastic. Uh, they finally touched upon my all time favorite album, Volume Eight, this week. And um, they really haven't held back. Um, I know that there are a few things regarding Greg Wells, who was the original guitarist, who claims to have written a lot of stuff off of the first album. And this has brought you know, him back to kind of the forefront because when I open up all these Anthrax videos, I am now seeing videos with, uh, with Greg Wells bashing Scott Ian, namely, and, you know, the members of the band and, and whatnot. But um, I don't know. Fistful is probably my least favorite Anthrax album. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, love the John Bush era more than the Joey Belladonna era, but love the Joey stuff as well. Now, this series has reminded me of so many uh, memories of getting into the band and listening to different albums over the years. So it has just been, it is, it has been fantastic. And I, I've got to interview Frank once he's, Ridiculous. Uh, I need, I believe I need to repost that interview. It's in my RSS stream, but it's not up on my website. There's like 10 podcast episodes that just disappeared from the site. I have no idea why, but um, I'm slowly reworking the website. I've updated a bunch of things on the front end. I redid the entire classic album series, updated that. And, um, so I will have entries for that episode. That episode consists of Frank Bello and, and Andreas Kisser from Sepultura. Both ridiculous interviews. Two of my favorite interviews they've ever done. Gojira announces 2022 European tour with Alien Weaponry and Employed to Serve. Would love to see this tour. Not coming anywhere near me, though. The Ghost Inside to release Rise from the Ashes live at the Shrine of Mice and Men announces Twitch partnership. Let's see. Five Finger Death Punch Zoltan Bathory earns double silver at American Nationals IBJJF Jiu-Jitsu Championship. Good for him. And that Everything else is uh, July related here, but um, uh, let's see. We aren't getting anything back from the publicist. Let me check this a different way. And yeah, this is the most uh, 
exciting thing you can ever watch is someone checking their mail online while they're in the middle of a show. Yeah, so um, looks like the whole Michael Gilbert thing is out the window. Um, don't know, don't know what happened, but again, hopefully we can get Michael on in the future. But, um, if, if anyone is interested in hopping on here for like the last half hour of the show, let me know in the chat. I will, uh, facilitate that and let you guys come, come on here and we can, uh, Talk some hard rock and metal if you guys want to do so. Jeremy, if you want to come back and chat for a few minutes here, you're more than welcome to. Rob, I know that we had talked about having you on. Uh, Art, if you are interested in uh, jumping on, let me know. I will send you the, the details and we can make this happen. So. <laughs> Jeremy is watching in bed. Okay. All right. Cool. No problem. Rob is cooking. Art, don't tell me you're doing your nails or your hair. <laughs> you guys are giving me Eddie trunk answers here. No, just kidding. I get it, guys. It's Jeremy. It's late. Uh, Rob, got to do what you got to do. Kind of, hey, people. People, um, uh, things, things didn't work out for me with, with Mike Gilbert. So it is what it is. Um, all right, well, let's just keep things going in the chat. Um, Jeremy and I have talked about, uh, EMP, which is a online service here in Europe, which is, uh, good for, um, Good for nothing. Uh, no, um, they, uh, they're like a mail order company or they're an online store, which focuses on, you know, loud rock as people like to say now, but I got this exclusive, which arrived today. Now being that the, uh, kiss documentary just happened, let me share this with you guys. So it is a sleeveless animalized kiss animalized. It is like a reproduction of the old animalized VHS and um, kind of cool. I saw it and I was like, wow, this is really neat. So I picked it up. Their shipping sucks uh, because it takes a week to get something from them. I don't know how, if you have an online service, it's coming from Germany to Spain. Let me put this to you for people that are in the States. That's like sending a package from New York to Florida and having it take a week to get there when for all intents and purposes, it should take what, two, three days max. You know, it takes like five days to process the order. And, um, 
and it then just takes the the rest of time just to um just just to get here. It takes like two days. It takes two days once it gets to post office here in Spain for me to get it. But okay, so Jeremy, let's see. Did you see priests were looking to sue KK? Yeah, um, I don't. I, I don't get it. I I mean. I I honestly, if I was KK Downing, I mean the name KK's Priest is okay. I would have named the band the Priest or just Priest, to be honest. Um, I I, I don't know. Um, but there is another band called Priest out there. The guy does like uh, industrial hard rock stuff. Um. I don't know. It's kind of petty. I've had my run in with their management. Um, I've, I've told this story a few times over the years where their PR person wouldn't facilitate an interview with them after jumping through hoops time after time. And, Oh, can you interview this band? Can you interview that band? Years and years of interviewing these, um, these small acts that he was promoting and you know, podcasters talk. I was told, Hey, I'm interviewing all five members of priests this week. Oh, cool. I just want to interview one of them about painkiller. Just one reach out. And I'm told no, they're not doing any interviews for the rest of the tour. And I said, I know of several people that are doing interviews this week. Look, 10 minutes is all I'm asking for. No, blah, blah, blah. We can't do this. We can't do that. So, okay. So someone reaches out to me and says, hey, this is their manager's email, but you didn't get it from me. I contact her and she, she, copies the publicist who responds with you're a motherfucking asshole. I will never provide you with another interview again. And I was in Madrid at a hotel about to do a bunch of paperwork for my kids at the U S embassy. And I was like, dude, my, I've got more important things than podcasting right now. And I responded, I said, look, I know other people are talking to them. I did what I did because I've been asking you to have a member of priest on for several years. Now you haven't allowed me to do this. So, you know, I was trying to call in a favor. Just 10 minutes is what I wanted. I wasn't asking for Rob Halford. I wasn't asking for Glenn Tipton. I said, anyone from the band. I said, as a matter of fact, I would be happy to speak to Scott Travis because I'm a drummer would love to speak to him about drumming for a few seconds. Nothing. I never heard back from him until I launched my, um, my ear peeler venture and reached out to him and said, Hey, if your bands are on podcasts, you want me to promote them? Please drop me a line. This is this is what I'm doing. He reached out to me. He said, he said, wow, fantastic idea. 
Um, I would, you know, I'll, I would absolutely definitely work with you on this stuff now. So, um, I mean, I get emails to interview his bands and whatnot, but I mean, the been cordial, I've never really cut anyone off and there have been some doozies over the years. Um, but yeah, so that's my priest story. All right. Art is asking, did Ace and Peter say anything about the rockumentary that Paul and Gene just released? I haven't read anything. Um, they were asked to be a part of it. But they also were asking for a lot of money to, to be part of it. Now, for those that don't know, <laughs> I'll shill here for a second. I co-host a podcast with Mark Striegel of Talking Metal on his Patreon. Two bucks a month to get in and hear this podcast. But um, he talked about the what happens with a documentary. You have a limited budget. So if Ace and Peter are asking for a hundred grand to be part of this documentary, they're going to say no. And that's what happened. Uh, they wanted to play Beth again. It was no, that didn't happen because speculation is they wanted a ton of money. And it, what would have happened is if they would have gone to A&E and said, Hey, we need 300 grand to get Ace, Peter, and um, uh, and the song. They would have said, okay, you're not doing the documentary. So Ace and Peter haven't said anything. If you've watched the documentary, it, um, it has interviews that they've done with, with Loudwire and with Eddie Trunk and with various other outlets from over the years and pretty much filling in the blanks and you know, Gene and Paul haven't really said anything new with regards to Ace and Peter. It was interesting to get Tommy to actually speak about the stuff, to have Eric Singer speak about the stuff. I mean, I think they did a good job, especially for someone that isn't a diehard and doesn't know the ins and outs. Like a lot of people haven't, or a lot of people don't know that in the end with Eric Carr, for example, the relationship was very strained. There were a few things that happened. Um, Eric really didn't play on the Hot in the Shade album. Hot in the Shade is essentially a bunch of demos. And whoever Paul demoed his songs with, that person, that person or the drum machine ended up on the majority of his tracks. Uh, Gene, the same thing. And there's Eric Carr's singing debut is on there. So he plays on, I think it's like three or four songs out of, I don't know, like 13 songs that made the album. So he was pissed about that. Um, then when he had his cancer, um, the, the diagnosis that he had cancer, a lot of, you know, no one expected him to die. You know, um, but the band had had to deliver an album. And it, you know, it sucks. The situation sucks because if you don't deliver an album on time, the label starts to take money away or they start to 
want you to pay money back for the delay on the album. Now, if it's a, you know, Metallica or if it's Tool or if it's Guns N' Roses, you know, bands that historically have taken a long time between albums, that doesn't happen because the label just wants the product. But with Kiss, it's a different situation. If it was Kiss in the 70s, different story. But Kiss in 92 had to release Revenge. It was being toted about because, or, you know, a lot of people were talking about it because of the return of Bob Ezrin, hit it out of the park with Destroyer, struck out with the Elder, and now he was back. Was it going to be Destroyer? Was it going to be the Elder? Was it going to be neither? Which is what I think. Um, there was also the talk of Vinnie Vincent coming back and writing songs for that album. So there was a lot of things that went into revenge and Eric Carr, unfortunately, didn't end up on it. Well, he did because they put his car jam solo, which was, and this was a whole bunch of fuckery as well, because if you have Ace Frehley's first solo album, Frehley's Comet, um, the song Breakout is essentially what Car Jam 81 is, which ended up at the end of Revenge. Difference is that Bruce Kulick played over Ace's parts. They had him play over without him knowing that those were, that those were Ace's parts. They just said, you know, play over this part, and then the rest is just Eric's solo. Um. There's there's just a lot of like screwy things that happen there. And Eric's family were was very upset. Eric was very upset because he felt that they were replacing him. And the idea was that Eric Singer, along with Kevin Valentine, who plays on one track, um were out for his job. And that wasn't the case. Eric was Eric Singer was Paul Stanley's drummer for his solo tour. So he was moving on over and playing with Kiss. Eric Singer has always been a very in-demand player, whether it's in the studio, whether it's playing for Black Sabbath, whether it's playing for Brian May, Alice Cooper, Lita Ford, so on and so forth. He's played with a lot of people. And technically, he's the best drummer that Kiss has ever had. I mean, I know that people have an emotional attachment to Peter, Peter in the 70s is unbelievable, highly influential. But Eric Singer, being able to play double bass, being able to play blast beats, being able to play thrash type stuff, being able to play just, you know, Motown-like stuff like he did on Paul Stanley's recent Soul Station album. He can do a lot of different things. Um, He's just a great, great player. So... Um, Jeremy, you asked, or you mentioned, uh, we haven't gotten a date for it yet in the UK. Let me just say that I, um, watched it, uh, via yeah, nefarious means, but, uh, <laughs> there's no release date here either. It's split into episodes. Yes. It's split into two parts. Um, <clears throat> there's one thing that I vehemently disagree with Paul Stanley about. During this, though, let me take a quick drink of water.
Okay. Paul claims, and my brother's in the chat, my brother's the first person that I knew that bailed on KISS. You could have bailed on KISS for various reasons. Um, A lot of people outgrew them. My brother outgrew them. He got into ACDC and Led Zeppelin and Ted Nugent and Cheap Trick and Deep Purple and Yes and things like that. So... Kiss no longer became appealing to him by the time, by the time the solo albums came out, he had no interest in Kiss. And let's be honest, you listen to that hunk of shit that is Peter Chris's solo album, and I, you know, I can't, I can't disagree with him. I love Ace's solo album. I think Paul's solo album is very good, and I think Gene's solo album has some good stuff on it. Peter one's just one big stinker. Um, so, I mean, I, I get that. I, I get why people started to bail and they started to change their sound. We look at the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones have always changed their sound, but the Rolling Stones have always been a pop rock band. They have always been the critics darling. They were up there with the Beatles. And it just, you know, it's a different league. You know, that's just all I can say about that. Um, Kiss isn't in that same category. They just aren't. As much as I love them and as much as they're my favorite all-time band, they're not in that category. Paul Stanley says during the documentary that... um what made fans what made fans stop following the band was the change in the makeup was eric carr becoming the fox instead of the cat man was vinnie vincent be having the onk instead of the space ace and people identified with that stuff and not and not the new characters i disagree one million percent okay because they talk about the creatures of the night tour creatures of the night is my all-time favorite album by not only kiss but by any band um the problem was it was too little too late for a lot of people ace freely even says had we have recorded creatures instead of the elder i probably wouldn't have left kiss so there you go um Dynasty love the album Unmasked love the album The Elder I love parts of the album There's a lot of crap there too Let us be 100% honest the reason that fans bailed on Kiss was not because of the makeup change was not because of the member change. It was because the music just wasn't as good. Okay. Let's look back at the first, the self-titled debut hotter than hell, dress to kill destroyer rock and roll over and love gun. And even side two of Alive two. I'll even throw in, um, 
the Ace Freely solo album, parts of Paul's solo album, parts of Gene's solo album. They're still within that realm of what Kiss was doing. When we get to Dynasty, side two of Dynasty kicks ass. Side one, you have I Was Made for Loving You. You have I Sure Know Something. You have Dirty Living. These are all very pop-based songs, very disco-based songs. They're not bad, but they also have little to do with what brought them to the dance. Um, Unmasked is 100% a pop album. The Ace songs are cool. Um, Is That You is really cool. A song like Tomorrow is really cool, but it's a pop rock song. It's got all these keyboards over the top. Um, You've got other tracks that have bongos all over the place. Um, I like the album, but I realize that it isn't as strong as some of the other stuff. Um, You look at The Elder. Paul's falsetto, the orchestration, you know, outside of the oath and I was anything else really up to snuff with kiss dark light, maybe Um, under the rose. I really like, but, and Mr. Blackwell, but they're, they really don't fit into, into kiss, you know, they're cool songs, but they, you know, that isn't something, oh, I have to listen to Under the Rose tonight. It isn't like what I mentioned before about um, um, a, a, the song that I brought up, Working the Angels by Rush, where I hear the song and I automatically, or I hear the chorus in my head and I automatically think, wow, I, I need to, I need to check this out. But once they got the creatures and Creatures, then Lick It Up. Lick It Up is a very strong album. I think Animalize has some good stuff on it. I think Asylum has some good stuff on it. <sighs> Crazy Nights, for the most part, is deplorable to me. Only because they, you know, the thing with Kiss in the 80s after Creatures is they started chasing fads instead of, like the Stones, they started chasing fads instead of trying to continue to do their thing. I think by the time revenge came around where they did their thing again, you know, again, it was one of these albums where except for the diehards, most people just didn't care hot in the shade. I missed out on some of it is really cool. Some of it is just filler. And, you know, after that psycho circus, few cool songs, rest kind of filler. Sonic Boom, I really don't care for. And Monster, I think, is a solid album, top to bottom. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's my take on the um, on the Kistory documentary. Um, this weekend will be um I will be releasing several episodes of the Mars Attacks podcast. Have not released anything this week. Just a crazy, crazy week. I uh, will be releasing the interview with um with Jeremy Weltman. No, that one's out already. <laughs> with Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers and uh with Todd Severn from Ripple Music. 
Both were just really cool interviews, in my opinion. And um, next week, we will have Metal Tim from Brave Words. Crossing my fingers that this happens. Because again, you know, who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen here? Um, and then after that, the week of the the following week, uh, I'm actually off on the 16th. So no podcasting, no live streams that week. So I guess a false advertising by saying that uh, that every Friday, but that Friday I will be off the 23rd. The patrons will be here. So if you aren't a patron yet and want to get in on the action, uh, it is uh, Friday, the 23rd of July. The patrons will be back for a discussion on. Do I have this? I think I may have this. Let me see. Yeah. Well, let's just go with this. <laughs> Breaking news, folks. 23rd of July. The patrons will be on Signals from Mars discussing. <laughs> Motley Crew. So similar to what we did uh, a few months back where we did the... Um, Iron Maiden discussion. We will be talking all things Motley Crue. We will be, it'll be a similar platform where the 10 patrons, whoever out of them can join, will be discussing their favorite Motley Crue album. So uh, it will be awesome. If you aren't in on the fun on Patreon yet, it is a troll free environment. You get a bonus podcast, which is the Victor M. Ruiz podcast, where I do essentially what I did tonight with Metal News and uh, talk this stuff up. We were talking a little earlier this week about um, what our favorite albums to come out in the first half of the year have been so far. Uh, also threw a question up there regarding what the uh, big four of European thrash is. Um, also, what did, what else? Oh, and actually put up a the album of the week, which I do every week, was an unboxing of the 25th anniversary of Fear Factory's Demanufacturer. It is a triple vinyl. So if you want to check all that stuff out, you can for two bucks. A month. Um, it is patreon.com forward slash Mars Attacks podcast. So you can check that out there. And again, a lot of videos, a lot of music. Um, Jeremy, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run off your list real quick because um Jeremy, when he was on a few weeks ago, talked about how many albums he's picked up this year based on what I've posted on Patreon. And so this is Jeremy's post. 
So for him, his favorites so far are the End Machine Phase 2, Arion, Vultures Die Alone, Light the Torch, uh, You Will Be the Death of Me, Crown, Kings in the North, Seventh Crystal Delirium, Smith Cotson, debut self-titled, Alice Cooper, Detroit Stories, Damon Johnson's Battle Lessons, Evergrey, Escape of the Phoenix, Witherfall, Curse of Autumn, Void Vader, Great Fear Rising, which um, Exordium, <laughs> Iotun, Access All Worlds, Except Too Mean to Die, Joel Hoaxer's 13, Running, Running Games, and finally Social Disorder, Love to Be Hated. I don't know how many of these he heard for the first time on Patreon. I know it's more than one of them. Um, but this, um, this here, at least out of all this list, all of these songs have been featured on, um, or not songs, songs off of these albums have all been featured on Patreon, on my Patreon page. So, um, there you go. Um, the whole reason why I do this stuff is to try to spread love for music because I, I, I've always loved music. I can thank my brother who's in the chat for that, who at four years old, uh, was able to check out his kiss alive Two and his kiss destroyer. And that sent me on this path of wanting to, to do stuff with music. And this is my way of just spreading the word. Um, kind of why I wanted to speak to uh, Michael Gilbert tonight. Hopefully again, we can do that some other night, but um, yeah. Um, Patreon is all about that. You know, it's all about turning people on to, to music that you may not hear elsewhere. Terrestrial radio is dead. Satellite for the most part is dead because they've taken over playing what terrestrial radio was playing. Um, We've all got awesome playlists. And speaking of awesome playlists, another thing that you can do when you're a patron is checking out the Patreon curated playlist. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Music, you can do one or the other. I have it set up for both. I update it once a week. And um, here it is. This is what the patrons have helped put together. This is based on the videos that I've posted. They pick the songs that they want on this playlist. I don't agree with all of them, but I leave it up. I leave it up to these guys because they're music fans just like I am. Um, We're up to... Over, it's over a hundred songs. I, I need to update Spotify, but um, it's over a hundred songs and it's over nine and a half hours long. So if you're at work, want to listen to something new that's come out this year and, um, and don't know what, where to turn to. I see people say all the time, Hey, you know what cool new, new albums have come out. Check this playlist out. You know, like we talked to Todd Severn about last Saturday, 
use this, leverage this tool to, to check out what music you might like. And then if you so choose to pick up the album, you know, uh, buy the album, support the artist that you do love. If something moves you to actually support them, do it, you know? Um, so I'm trying to see here what the, uh, yeah, there's like three songs more. Now this, huh? It's actually saying seven hours, 43 minutes. I need to check this out because I have a feeling that either the playlist hasn't updated or some album may no longer be available or there may be singles that I've posted that aren't available. But anyway, I'll, I'll get to the bottom of it. Um, so yeah, so again, if you're not aware of jumping on board Patreon, check this out, go to marsattacksradio.com forward slash playlists. And the playlists are there. If you hit me up, um, on any of the social media platforms and ask for this, for links to this, it's there. If you're subscribed to the newsletter, a link to the, to this page is there as well. But again, marsattacksradio.com forward slash playlists, and you'll find this stuff. Um, another cool thing. This is something that I worked on a, a few weeks back. So there are a plethora of ways to check the podcast out. We have all the usual suspects. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon. If you have an Alexa device, you can actually tell it to play the latest Mars Attacks podcast episode. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, Deezer, Player FM, Mixcloud. So Mixcloud is a component that I've recently added that broadcasts everything that I'm doing on the live stream goes out live on Mixcloud. So if you want to listen to the show live, but you're driving and can't watch live, you can listen to it via Mixcloud. So if you go to right here on Mars Attacks Radio, go to subscribe to the subscribe to podcast, you go to Mixcloud and click on this link. It will actually, let's see. Uh, it actually stayed on the the other one. Okay. But so it actually takes you to Mixcloud, which is actually Mixcloud forward slash signals from Mars. It streams live just like the live stream. So that's there. You also have uh, Ghana and Geo Savan, which are very popular in India. So, hey, I just want to cast the net as big as I can. If I can catch people in India, then cool. Uh, then there's the good old RSS. As far as watching the live stream, as it happens, the live stream goes out on all these platforms. Uh, there's a Facebook group. There's a Facebook page. It goes out on my personal Facebook as well, on YouTube, on Twitch, Periscope slash Twitter, because Periscope is going away. DLive, Trovo, Nimo TV, Afrika TV, Mob Crush, Vaughn Live, Picarto, OK Russia, and FC2 Live. Again, some of these are regional platforms. 
they're available to me. So that's why, that's why I use them. Um, again, so some of them like Trovo is like a direct competitor to, to Twitch, for example. And Vaughn is like one of these, um, like wild, wild West, uh, live stream platforms that, allow almost anything some of the the asian ones as well there's some wild stuff going on there <laughs> so um also again if you aren't signed up for the newsletter sign up for the newsletter you could do that at the bottom of any page on marsattacksradio.com uh you also have links to vmrit my web design business so again if you're looking for any type of Web design, audio or video editing, um, <laughs> uh, any type of uh, content for social media, logo design, SEO or marketing, hit me up. Let me know what you're looking for. So I could be your man. <laughs> and uh, what else? Uh, I want to thank everyone for dropping in today. If you were here because you wanted to check out Ken Mary from Flotsam and Jetsam, the original ad that went out, he was traveling today, switched midstream to Michael Gilbert. Michael Gilbert never jumped on. Publicist has not come back to me. And is what it is. Had fun with you guys tonight. This will come out in podcast format in about a week. And uh, yeah, Rob, uh, thanks for hopping in. Hope you have a, a great July 4th. Uh, Jeremy is in the UK, so I don't know. I, I Much like what people say to me, hey, do you celebrate July 4th in Spain? Sure, I celebrate it, but. No other Yahoo around here celebrating it unless they're American or lived in the States at one point. Um, I'm assuming that in the UK, it's it's the same thing. But um, so, yeah, is what it is. But uh, happy 4th of July weekend. Stay safe, folks. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I thank you for joining me as usual. It is greatly appreciated that you do spend time with me, whether it is live or whether it is the replay. Uh, I thank you. And um, I'm switching things up in the next few weeks with all of this was working on a few things today. Um, it's going to be more inclusive for, um, for some of my patrons out there. You'll see. Hopefully you guys enjoy what I have in store, but uh, that is it. Thanks, guys, for joining me tonight. And that is it for Signals from Mars, uh, brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast and VMRIT.com. Folks, see you next time, next week, hopefully with Metal Tim from BraveWords.com. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 